This is an Area Code podcast. If I was Lori Lightfoot, what would you do, Felicia? What would the first? Well, the first thing I would do is uh, get correctly tailored suits. It's been the thing that has dri- driven me crazy True. since the day she started running. Like, it's, I'm not hating on somebody, the way they dress. It's just like, no, 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 no. I love that she's wearing suits. I want them to fit properly. And I think I think it's magnified because of the way that she's running things incorrectly. Like, if she was doing the right thing, we all would have been like, she is doing great. And we wouldn't have cared about her suit. Well, maybe nope. a little bit. But like... But it would be like kind of raz in your hand kind of thing. It'd be like, oh, there's there's old Lori with her her suits. But no, now it's just like her suits are fucked up. Her politics are fucked up. Her thoughts are fucked up. <laughs> I'm Ashley Whitehurst, and I've been performing and directing and teaching and producing improv and sketch comedy for almost 15 years. I think poop jokes are funny. I'm Felicia McLeod, an improviser, writer, voiceover actress, and just started reading tarot cards. Hit your girl up. Hi, my name is Steve Hahn. I'm an improviser, on-camera actor, and director, and my estranged father has tried to connect with me on LinkedIn before. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to Company Has an Ouchie. I'm Ashley. I'm Felicia. I'm Steve. Well, hello. Yes. So good to see your faces. Uh, everyone's had good big weeks. The sun is shining here in Chicago, and it, it no, it's like balls hot here too. Like ninety I'm nervous. degrees. I'm nervous about. That. I'm uh, for the listeners. I'm going to be in Chicago next week. You, you don't know when we're filming. This. Are you having a meet and greet <laughs> for the listeners? <laughs> yeah, I'll be by the Bean. <laughs> I'll be by. I'll be by Cloud Gate. I'll be by Cloud Gate for doing doing paintings for everybody who comes. He'll sign them, take pictures. <laughs> Of them or doing paintings of Cloudgate? Of Cloudgate. <laughs> I gotta get them ready beforehand. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're gonna look like. Yeah. Um, so come meet, no, come meet Steve I'm ner- at Cloudgate. I'm, ner- I'm nervous because it's like in, in LA right now. It's like it's like seventy. It's beautiful. It's like and 70 dry, with a dry sl- heat, right? You don't it's have the humidity. With a, it's seventy with a slight breeze. No, no, no none of that. Oh, Although there is, there is, there is an arsonist. Um, that's like loose right now in the mountains who's like what? trying like in Santa oh. Monica area and he's just like causing fires which is not good that's not good this is like fire season isn't it yeah uh, it's getting there yeah but at least it's 70 just- <laughs> knows who, they, who it is let us know at least he's doing it in great weather he's setting fires in really beautiful weather so yeah. I guess if you it's gotta scary. choose your I didn't Wire realize because the other the other day I just like looked out and like the sky was red and I was like I wonder what that is that's interesting I didn't think anything of it I was just like maybe a, maybe a Pokemon was born in the in the, in a volcano in the ocean makes and, sense uh, a main protagonist is dealing with it right now he's capturing it and then the next day someone was like yeah, there's a fire I was like fire oh, I forgot about our own reality <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about the elements. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious uh you should have written that that would be really good actually i'd watch that write it write it steve i'd watch it we uh are usually start off or with a something that's hurting comedy or a shit jar entry but uh we thought we'd dream a little bit because um we're feeling good vibes and sometimes you need to to dream a little bit so we're gonna talk and dream out loud about the ideal chicago and what that looks no, like. what's our dream Chicago? What's it's our dream Chicago, Chicago comedy, but maybe we can also do a little bit of dreaming about just Chicago in general. I think it's all related. I think so. Yeah, I agree. As well. What are some things that we already like about Chicago that we wouldn't uh, change? 
I've been thinking about this a lot as I live in another city. Like I, I think a lot about Chicago is like one. It it really is like from a city planning perspective, like a really good city. Like com- in comparison to LA, at least. Like I miss I miss Lakeshore Drive. Honestly, mm, like so I really beautiful. miss Lakeshore. So beautiful, so convenient, <laughs> so convenient. <laughs> I miss Lakeshore Drive. I miss um like the CTA. It's so useful. It's so it's so robust and like there's no public transportation in LA really because like Ooh. tire companies bought out all the tracks or something in the nineties or eighties nice. or something, something like that. I don't know the exact. Nice. Don't fact check me on that. Or do fact check me and look it up yourself. But you know, <laughs> but don't like, meet, us. meet him at the beam. Don't add us. Don't add us. We know we're wrong. Yeah, just come <laughs> at the beam. Come at the beam. Um, but there's not like I miss like the public transportation of Chicago. Um, that might be it, but I miss those too. I There's love the lake. I love like the parks, the which lake. luckily yeah. I've been able oh my to God. experience. I miss Winnemac. I oh, miss yeah. Winnemac Park to no end, yeah. which is That's so weird because I really only started going like during the <clears throat> pandemic, but I miss it so much. It's so beautiful. It's so calming. And like you get 100%. to see random people there. Families are having a good time. Yeah. Dogs it's are frolicking. So- yeah, it's so cheesy. There's a lot of green space in Chicago that I don't think a lot of other cities have as much of. And I think we're mm-hmm. really lucky for that. And I was thinking about this this weekend. I took my dog up to the beach. She can't do Montrose Beach. She can't do off-leash with other dogs because she's, you know, afraid of them. Uh, but just like oh. being out on the beach, like... Hey, I'm like, ah, this is so weird. There's like a skyline behind me when I'm sitting mm-hmm. on a beach. It's just really weird if you think about it. But I'm so, I was just really struck by like, I'm so lucky to to live in this place and then like drive home on Lakeshore Drive, past all the parks and the trees. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was really nice. And that's the part of Chicago I really like. I love Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. This is the longest I've ever lived in one place. Um, I just had my 11 year anniversary. Uh, on, couple like uh, two weeks ago and i've only uh i've bounced around a lot so this is the longest i've ever lived in one place and mm-hmm. um i start to get that itch when i get to this point of like oh, i need to go somewhere but i haven't quite gotten it yet and i think that's mm-hmm. just a testament to chicago's you know beauty and problems and you know all the stuff that mixes that makes together. me that's what makes me think about like <laughs> transitioning a little bit into dreams like i really mm-hmm. hope that more things start getting filmed here in Chicago yes. because I love living here and I, mm-hmm. I I want to be writing and performing, but I, I don't want to have to leave Chicago just yet. I want to be able to do that here in Chicago. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there is like a, like there's slowly getting a little bit more of a, like a scene there mm-hmm. obviously, but the Dick oh, Wolf no. scene. <laughs> the Dick Wolf scene, exactly. And I've been watching Dick Wolf for years. Yeah. New York Undercover. Yeah. Sponsor us. Exactly. <laughs> so there, I think there's obviously like a Dick Wolf scene there. I don't know. It's just like, it's just interesting because like, we said this before, but like, there's like a, like a, people talk about Chicago like, uh, oh, I'm going to leave one day. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a stop. You know? Yeah. Yes, stop on exactly. your way. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think I got that question a lot. And, and I think, probably you all have is a so when are you moving to LA or New York like what's your next New York or LA just like neither 
when I got out of school a bunch of years ago, I thought I was going to go to live in New York. I really wanted to live in New York. I visited for an interview one weekend and like, I just couldn't handle it. But Chicago just feels so accessible as far as, you know, the size of it. Everything sort of is pretty connected, you know, apart from the, the large disconnect between the South side and West sides and the North sides. But <clears throat> for the most part, if I wanted to start up at, you know, X neighborhood, I could walk to another neighborhood like four miles away and be, mm-hmm. you know, completely different vibe and all that stuff. So I love that, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really thankful that I lived in the South side for five years because it like allowed and then worked in the North side. Like I really am thankful that I got to live it, like enjoy and like experience Hyde Park for four years before. I love Hyde Park so much. Oh. Oh. I love Hyde Park. I really miss it. So- yeah. It is the best. It's worth the the drive if you're a Northsider. What, Steve, for for you from you, like what what were the main like differences that you saw from Southside to 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 Northside when you moved? Was there anything that sort of jumped out at you? Like, oh, this is this is completely. Different. I mean, there's a lot more white people in the sure. North Side. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> there's facts. a lot more North people, white people in the North Side. I mean, okay, I will say this. I had a very very specific and unique point of view on the South Side in that I went to University of Chicago there. Like I went to a school, I went to a school that gentrifies a lot of the area and I was mm. a student there. And I, I also individually enjoyed a lot of like privilege and experiences from that gentrification specifically. So mm-hmm. like I had a very skewed perspective. So take everything I say, obviously like knowing that like with a grain of salt and whatnot, but I, I think the main thing with the South Side that like I'm I'm also partially romanticizing it because I'm about to go to Chicago in a week and yeah. I, I I really in this past week I've been having a lot of conversations about um, community which I yeah. like maybe we can talk about same but, actually yeah yeah I I was talking I, a quick tangent I guess then if we want to talk about like community real quickly but I was talking recently about how like because I don't have a community out here really I, I've been I, right before we started recording I was telling these two about like some stuff that I've gotten recently and in Chicago if I would get that I'd be like oh I want to like grab my close friends and like celebrate or like let's go get a drink somewhere or like I'll go to IO and like my friends will be I know my like friends will be there so you know and I used to do that and it's like I found out here and I just like was like oh that's cool and then I like took a nap <laughs> or so like yeah. I just like went I just like went home and it's like this thing where like your successes when you're like when you don't have community your successes feel muted in a way like they feel mm-hmm. like not as joyous because you're not like they're not they're, they're not being compounded by the energy or the happiness of your your chosen family or your family or whatever um, and then on the converse of that when you have like demons when you have community like your community shares and like like they they share the burden of your demons with you mm-hmm. right whereas like when you're by yourself they're compounded and expounded when you're by yourself you know mm, yeah so i've been feeling that a lot where it's like i'm by myself and my demons are like having a field day in my sure. brain oh yeah and then my um my successes feel <laughs> muted you know and so it's just it's just interesting you know it's just how important community is and i think like that's a really big thing about chicago that i obviously really miss as a whole city but that's a big thing from like the south side to the north side i would say is like i think that like the emphasis on community is like more universal in the south side from what i experienced at least where it's like i don't know you but like we're here we're like two people of color or we're two queer people or we're like two marginalized people just like hanging out like at this cookout i don't know i don't know you but i feel a sense of community with you whereas yeah. in the north side i would say like it's a little bit more like like it's more 
pocketed. Let's. I love that. Let's stay on this thread about community because I've I've felt that too the past couple months as things start opening up and like you know this idea of going back into our spaces and getting back into the getting to see people we want to see or don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's felt really weird because I haven't for me personally I haven't felt the draw to like completely reach out to a thousand people and be like I I need to see you it's it's I'm an extrovert but like the, this past couple of months I've really felt like really introverted and I'm like I don't know who my community is anymore I don't know where I fit anymore so that's just been something that's been on my mind um, and so it's it's gotten me thinking about like all the communities I've been a part of in this you know eleven years since I've been here and it's kind of a mind fuck because just kind of feeling kind of like out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that, Steve, like I, I sort of, you, when I'm feeling like that, the easiest way for me to ground myself is to like walk, rock around, walk around the neighborhood, walk around the city and just be like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's that house that has this, that has a cat in the window. I know that, you know, this, this restaurant's so good. And so the city somehow like grounds you back to, to a sense of belonging when like, otherwise your, your brain is kind of telling you that, you know, you don't belong or you're, you don't have a community anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's been weird. Yeah. But I like, I think there's something to be said about like the magic of community, which you people have here in LA. It's not like unique to Chicago. It's not unique to whatever, but mm-hmm. I think like, um, right now I'm like, Chicago is like truly, it's like where it's at. Yeah. Chicago has my heart. What's nice though is there there are a lot of people from Chicago who are moving to LA. So that yeah, makes me true. hopeful for like a second Chicago community there. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe it's also that I just don't have like a physical home base here, like mm. what IO Bar was for me or what 1959 mm. was for me, honestly, like with my second city family. Mm. Like I just don't have like that yet. So I think there's something to be said about that maybe, but I'm hoping that Chicago, because especially with like IO closing and like with second city being owned by Grand Theft Auto now or whatever, like I don't know. <laughs> will these. Everybody will, gets a sports car. <laughs> yeah. Will, what, what will be these beacons of like, just like community that are exclusively mm. like artists, right? You're ma- you're both making these really interesting points where it's like, what is, and if we're, and since we're dreaming, since this is our dream episode, we mm. we get to say whatever we want. But like, what is we're doing? The what dream. is we're doing? A dream. Oh God! Oh Shana's yelling at us to do the dream right now. Yeah. Make it thirty minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, th- we get to decide. I think in our dream here, what our communities are and what the beacons are um if they're not what they used to be so Mm -hmm. i guess pie in the sky what would what would our dream community center look like for lack of better words or what would it be or what would it feel like i kind of would really like some type of like coffee shop some like afternoon coffee shop where people can go kind of like how we used to use was it Whole Foods right across the street from mm. IO? Yeah. Kind of like how we used to use that just to like. Oh, that Whole Foods. That was so overpriced, out. but we hung out so much there. <laughs> we hung yeah, out so much I there. I would love that. I would love a coffee shop that turns into a bar at like nine or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's attached to one of these theaters that'll be 
yes opening up that's what they do here um because like a lot of uh comedy theaters here at least like when i visited a few years ago didn't have liquor licenses so Hmm. like um the ucb sunset here like is um like has a coffee shop in its lobby instead of a bar i like that yeah because i think that comedy really um gives us all a reason to abuse alcohol in a way so it's like as much as i enjoyed hanging out and drinking afterwards it'd be nice if it's like hey we're in the afternoon and we're drinking coffee and communicating or whatever yeah i I used i didn't drink for most of the time that i did improv in chicago so i would just like be drinking like spicy waters um, (laughs) sprite (laughs) oh i thought you meant like water with like black pepper in it Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how sprites made y'all <laughs> shake it up yes. real hard <laughs> hey but i used to that, that's what I'm saying. i I used to not i used to not drink when i would like be at the bar mm-hmm. i would just like i would just like eat like or i just like drink i also used to not eat either while i was at the bar because i i mean, i was not as smitten with the chicken tenders at io as everyone else seems to be everyone loved it they were just available I feel like it everyone was, not was like good. that's how I, I feel like people that's people treat like that's how Chicago com- improvisers treat like people who are like not ugly. It's like <laughs> you're just like that that person's not hot. They're just like not They're just ugly. not ugly. I can I can only name two hot improvisers and I'm talking to them right now. Everyone else is <laughs> hey! Everyone else wow. is fugly. Y'all fugly. Damn. Y'all are fugly. <laughs> not you two, like y'all isn't like the people listening. Listeners? They're fugly. <laughs> <laughs> meet him you. at the bean we on sunday you. and tell him how you feel <laughs> yeah we love you but you're fuck. somebody had to tell that's the your truth. truth that's your that's your truth that's your truth you know that's, that's you um <laughs> so no like back to this whole thing is like my my dream so io built the io building if you put it somewhere else super more more accessible the things you could do with that building you could do Truly. a coffee shop in the basement you could do a writer's lounge you could do a a podcast recordings like there are so many good things and that's my dream is to open up a space like that where it's just like people get to bump into each other and they're like oh my gosh hey i've got an idea you know like like a bookstore like a bookstore yeah y'all want to build a y'all want to build a we work (laughs) (laughs) y'all want to build a comedy we work we're trying to be problematic (laughs) yes Yes. y'all want to build a comedy we work is what i'm hearing <laughs> I, we are creating a, the, the next big scam. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you can rent desks. You can, uh, you know, <laughs> rent offices for the day. <laughs> I'm gonna get a really. You can rent cubicles. Yeah. We're gonna get a charismatic person to, to lead the company. You um, know who? You know honestly what building like is actually? I think like messing it up in terms of accessibility, but. Otherwise, like, has what I would think is a pretty good building is Second City. Honestly, like, I think the Second City building is so inaccessible. But I think that Second City kind of has everything that at least I always found myself to be able to spend a lot longer of time at Second City than I was at IO. Like, at Second City, mm. like, I mean, keeping like, Second City has what? They have one, two, three, four, five, six, six theaters in the building. They have a bevy of classrooms that you can rent out. Every single Lots theater has its own, like, back. Yeah. yeah, they have nooks. They have study areas. They have those, like, stairs. That's a good communal area to, like, meet up and bump into people. They have, like, classrooms all over the building. They have a kitchen and a bar and a restaurant. They have a Starbucks downstairs. They have a Chipotle inside. They have an AT&T. I don't know why you would need that, but they have an AT&T there. They have a rooftop, which is now, like, I mean, frat central. I don't like the bar. But they have everything that I think, like... A, a self-sustaining comedy institution needs the main mm-hmm. issues are 
the fact that it's second city and also that it's <laughs> um and it's inaccessible but i yeah. think in terms of like from an architectural standpoint uh other again other than in like in terms of what a comedian needs i think in terms of what we're saying second city does kind of have it all it just needs like a major rebranding thing and it also mm-hmm. just needs to build like better accessible and they have the money for it yeah I mean, I think the issue, honestly, is that they, they bought out, like, a mall. Wasn't it Piper's Alley a mall before yeah. it was Second City? Up Theater, when I when I got to Second City, Up Theater was a movie theater. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. AMC or something was still there. It was really, mm-hmm. It's really been weird Like, a one watch. theater? Like, that's it? It just, like, was one theater? I don't know. I ne- never went in because it was really <laughs> creepy. But, like, and then, like, down the hall used to be Tony and Tina's wedding. Like, that whole improvised show. It was... It's such a weird building. And... Mm-hmm. Second City doesn't own it. They they rent it, which is a part of the issue of why it's been so piecemeal. And you can tell when you really walk into the space, you're like, oh, the second floor was clearly done completely later than the up theater. Mm-hmm. And then which was completely done then like, you know, after Demott, which is super outdated. Um, also an awful theater. Yeah. Demont? Like the like the like the 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 stage manager is like physically above and away from you. It's awful. It's awful. I, I hate I hate that theater. I hate that theater. They need to get rid of that theater. And the they ceilings are it, super high, they, too. It's really They weird. need to make it into, like, a Claire's or something. I hate that theater. <laughs> but seriously, that building does have potential, for sure. And mm. what I like about it is I think we've touched on it a bunch of times. And probably it's worth exploring completely, like, deeper later. But, like, this idea that with, like, IO or... I guess even annoyance, you come up and it's just like, bam, there's a bar. And so you're getting these signals immediately that like, this is a nighttime thing only and you need to be inebriated. And Mm. this is, it's all centered around this idea. And it's just like, but comedy can happen in the morning, you know, (laughs) we can write in the morning, we can hang out in the morning. Yeah, actually it's usually better in the morning. Yeah, because you're like alert. Writing that is. But I'm also one of those people that used to leave the theaters whenever other groups would perform. So, Toro! Stop! Sorry, that was <laughs> an interesting segue. Sorry, sorry. Don't sorry. edit that. Yeah, don't edit that. <laughs> Totoro's like pulling my mic. Come here. Totoro has something to say. To- what? Give him the mic. He's Totoro. like, I have a dream community. It's <laughs> Totoro pets and love. Okay, Please. so we got the building down. What do? We, what else do we want for our dream Chicago community here for mm. for 2021? I'm trying to figure out how you were to do better. <laughs> I just like do better. Just do better. I'm trying to think of. Across the board, right? Across Outside of comedy, board. you know, better leadership in our, you know, we were shitting on the mayor at the top, but like for reals, for reals. And I want to, um, I don't know if this is possible, but I, I didn't start, um, truly thinking about my career in comedy and writing and how important that is until this time. Mm. I feel like during, before this time I was just doing a million improv shows because I thought that's how you move forward in your career. When it's like, I was spending so much time when I could have been crafting my own voice truly. Yeah. So like maybe helping, um, or just encouraging people to truly write together and establish a community. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, yeah. improv really is a cult. I hope people like understand that. And like 100%. Really, mm-hmm. Improv is so that. culty. 
And like, I like remember I buckle against it. I was like, I'm not into this. I don't really. That's why, like, whenever I go on stage, I'm like, no butt is my religion. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm funnier that I have a better idea than that. So like, that's not an umbrella anymore, bitch. You're holding a jaguar. We're gonna make this. This, this sketch is about Tarzan now. Okay, like what? So I remember like this was, it was such a cult, and I was like, what is going on? Like, I mean, obviously, I I think improv like can work and blah, blah, whatever, blah blah blah. But like. I just, I hope that people realize how culty it is. Cause I remember like, I, I mean, I really like was in and out of Chicago improv comedy. Like as mm-hmm. I mean, the pandemic obviously like spurred it and like, hi, like sped it up for me in terms of how fast I left. But like I started comedy in like 2017 and I left in 2020, which is like a lot shorter than most people are in Chicago for, yeah. for comedy. Like I was like, I'm in and out. I don't really like this. Um, I'm okay with the Herald because my group is funny, but like, mm-hmm. what if I hear one more bitch whoosh on stage, or I see one more white man stand on a chair that's about to break and put throw something into a cauldron? So hot. I'm calling Asian Americans advancing <laughs> justice. I'm calling AAJ. I don't want to see that <laughs> shit. I don't want to see this anymore. This is too culty. It is really culty. What's it's a group game? Culty. What's a game? What does that? What does it even mean? What, what, what? Like back in my day, games were things like like bingo. What is this game everyone keeps talking about? What is what is this? It's so culty. You have to pay. You have to pay for levels. Miss Thing, I've seen the Scientology documentary. I've seen Going Clear. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that. You Don't pay ask questions money to go yeah. up. No ask questions. Don't ask yes questions. Yes, and what? Yeah. People in power abusing it in their power yeah 100 percent. and then this you get psychology what is it secrets. what did like leah remini say this, is she the one who's like she she got to the part where she got to know like the ultimate secret and she was like what the what the fuck are you kidding me i paid all that money and i feel like that is the same as like getting on the herald team you're like this is it this is the pinnacle this is what we worked our lives for 100%. but felicia you made me think of something kind of cool like you're totally right it's like bash into your brain improv 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 mm-hmm. and then it's also bad like you you stop and think and you're like but that show i did will never exist again that's kind of tragic in a yeah way. so you don't have anything to like truly show yeah which is which is kind kind of like ooh, like insidious if you really think about it but i was just thinking it'd be really cool to have like some sort of healthy mentorship program or like mm. you know a veteran who can mm. be like you know, let's write together or have you written or what are your goals type of thing. Um, just because, What are your goals? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? You want to be on SNL? Great. You need to start getting that packet together now. You need to keep updating that packet, updating those jokes, or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you're totally right in that like the signaling of like improv is the only thing is we need to adjust that and be like, kind of to C's point, like, I don't like improv. What, what else can I do? Oh, nothing. I have to go to LA. It's just like, no. And then we could keep people here, like Felicia's dream, right? So, like, nourish this community here, mm-hmm. have people writing here, making shows here, or doing whatever they want. Because um, it is kind of, if you really think about it, it's kind of insidious that, like, you create a show for free, you pay to go, and then it disappears into the ether, and you have nothing left to, like, show. And there is something to be said about, like, doing it for the sake of doing it, but I'm also like, no, like, pay them. Mm-hmm. For sure like pay for a three camera setup to record it allow them to utilize that footage for their benefit for real or whatever like mm-hmm. why are we not uh, i mean and that's the thing is like and everyone's just everyone just internalizes it so heavily like i was talking to someone the other day and someone was like congratulating me on like the stuff that happened like for me and i was like oh thank you that's like very nice and then they were like also like you know i just like wish that like um 
like Chicago was nicer to you. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Like, can you like, hmm. do they mean like, that? is that why you, they met second Chicago? city. They met second city specifically. Mm. And I was like, cause I was like, I think Chicago has been very nice to me. Like I mm-hmm. went to school there. I had a great community there. Mm. I loved my time at Chicago. I mean, I hate the institution, but I loved my friends that I made there. And I loved my time there. Frankly, I had a great time with comedy in Chicago. Like, did I ever like make it on main stage or ETC? No, but did I ever like tour? Like officially, no. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't want that. I was there for three years. Well, it would be unreasonable for me to think that that like, and it's just because I didn't do these things in their mind. They were like, well, like I said, didn't treat you well because of that Chicago didn't treat you well. I was like, do you mean like specifically like one department of a theater? Mm-hmm. Cause like I work in the other department. Like I, I got like I guess using that definition even is like I got to teach in that building. Mm-hmm. I still do I still do show, like a show every week or so for them. I got flown out with biz clothes for them. Like I I still do things that like I I don't have any like personal ill will towards that building and it's like it was just weird that like I saw this thing where someone had internalized like Second City as this like internal metric of success for them and yeah. because like they didn't see me doing the goals that they want for themselves there like it had mistreated me and I was like that's I mean yes I don't think like Second City was like all that nice to me when I was there and like as an actor but like that's part of the problem that's why like we called it out and that's whatever but it's not like I'm not like I'm not harboring it right now or anything and I'm not like that's a weird it it was also just a weird thing to say to someone but I was like what all you could say was congratulations yeah I was like you could just say congrats yeah uh, good job on moving to LA or whatever you don't have to say like I wish Chicago treated you better that was like a weird thing but I was still like but it also hasn't. Like, why are just, you? They were just projecting their own. Mm. Yeah. Their I was just like, why feelings. are you like saying like why? Why are you just giving Second City so much weight? Why are you giving improv so much weight? That's what's so like, scary why? is they it's do just, is your 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 success is not tied to a building or institution. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I feel like I remember like teachers saying things like that, like your success isn't tied to a building, and not listening because the buildings were saying this is how you become successful instead of like you can be successful in any way depending on what your idea of success is Hmm. (gasps) yes that was good say it again that was really good (laughs) 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 rewind that (laughs) yes rewind it because like it it, it's really like sad because you you see people who truly long for the idea of success based off of what their other friend's idea of success is and it's like no but you need to truly like think about what is important to you what you want to accomplish and work towards that goal and i think like what you said ashley about mentorship like i feel like i was just told you go through these classes you keep taking more classes you keep doing improv and then things will fall into place and it's like that's not true Mm-mm. and then it doesn't happen and then you feel like you did something wrong right? yeah and you feel yeah. unwanted and the buildings yeah. don't want you and then you just like hate yourself and you think yeah. that you're not talented when it's like that has nothing to do with it yeah and how cool would it be instead of like all the headshots of all the people who have made it up on the wall it's just the people who are attending classes now like it's just like this is this is our building this is for us mm-hmm. because you're you're constantly being signaled when you walk into that building like oh that's a picture of so and so they're telling me that that's that's 
to be famous, to I need to be here, blah, blah, blah. But like, we can flip it, right? It's just like, no, the future is here. You're doing whatever you do and, and you get to be validated the way you're validated to find your voice here. And, and then also, go yeah, those people are also like, are old now. Like, they're like not funny anymore. <laughs> like, Sam I mean, Richards like, is up there. Yeah. He's crushing it. Oh, He's Sam so funny. Also, AD Bryant is hilarious and Tony Newsom is, oh, okay. There's obviously funny people, but there's some people up there where I'm like, Okay, like these are like some of the like some of the taste level for theaters in Chicago. The people who are making the de- decisions, it's like this culture of like people who just like stuck around. It's like people mm-hmm. who like started in the kitchen yeah. and like worked in the box office and then stuck around. It's like why is that a culture thing? Like why are we st- why are we rewarding True. people who just like why don't we just hire people who are good at their jobs? Like who have degrees mm. in this stuff? Like why are we hiring MBAs? Why are we hiring people who like if I told them you know like if I if I made them guess anything that's like younger humor, they would not be able to do it. But, like, they're also trying to, like, I'm like, haven't you seen fucking Land Before Time? Like, fucking evolve. Or mm-hmm. you'll go extinct. You know? Like, Ooh, are you trying to die? Like are you trying to be Littlefoot? Are you trying to die? Because find- if not, then you don't have to evolve. But, like, fucking evolve, you know? That's the that's the dream is invol- evolving. Evolve. Evolve. Like, learn evolving. from your mistakes and evolve. Evolve. Mm. Evolve. Just evolve. That's it. Just evolve. I'm hoping for evolution. I'm hoping for a metamorphosis. Consistent, yeah, consistent growth, consistent struggles, communications, like conversations, Mm. and just Mm. like being better and rational discussion about what success is and Mm -hmm. how it looks on people. Yes, Yes, exactly. I just. I read this article. No, no, no. I listen to this story she on NPR. Reads. I read no, sometimes, <laughs> mostly listen on NPR. Uh, um, and it was about this uh, musician down in New Orleans or in Louisiana. And he was like a blues musician. Like he's, he's like mm. 70 years old. He has lost his eyesight now. Um, but he got a guitar when he was younger, tried to make it work, tried to make like the music thing happen and it didn't. And so he had to like go get a job and all that stuff. Um, and he decided to like, he lost his eyesight. So he was like, you know what? I can't do my job anymore. I'm going to just go around to like different bars and start playing. And like w- word kind of kicked up. Uh, and he has a record deal now and is working with Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. Yes. And it's just like, this was such a good reminder for me and for, for everyone around us who thinks about success as one way. It's just like, he is, he had to wait like 40 years for his dream to come true. Mm. And he, the way he was talking was just so gracious and love, lovely. It was just like, this is, this is just how life is. And it, it, it looks completely different than how he probably imagined. He probably imagined he'd get out of the army, start a band and become famous, but that's not how it worked. Mm. And it's even better now. I mean, where you with Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys is like super legit. And like having him produce your album is just like, mm, amazing. Um, but yeah, just like, I'm holding that with me as we sort of open back up into the real world. It's like, what does success look like? What's my version of it? Mm-hmm. And how not to get caught up in someone else's success as a mm. as a determinant of like my failure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's really hard yes. in our business. <laughs> it's hard. And that makes me think about I just had a discussion about age and ageism, about mm. how success 100%. comes can come in waves too, and how like it shouldn't matter if it's like later on in life, if it's early on, it's like just your road. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do get it early on that like hate it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I that aren't prepared. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the universe will give it to you when it's like when they when it thinks you're ready or whatever, or the universe or God or Yahweh or a magical sea <laughs> slug. That's what I say. Like before auditions, if I really want it, I'm like, if this is supposed to be mine, this will be mine. If it's not, then it will not be mine. 
and something else will come through. But how long did it take all three of us to get to that point? I mean, it took us like years of banging. (laughs) Right. (laughs) COVID, right? For me, like, I mean, I was there a little bit before COVID, but I think truly COVID has rooted it for me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like like what you're saying, Felicia, it's just like, it would have been nice to have had this clarity before or somebody Mm -hmm. to just put their hand on my shoulder and be like, you need to take a breath. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not, do we even want to tell you this in Chicago? Like people do say it, but it's like, like it's it's harder to hear from people when they're like what like it's it's like how it's how i describe admissions in the like whenever i go like i'm talking to students about college admissions it's i i always tell them i'm like i'm telling you right now that you don't need to go to a top school but it's hard to hear from me because i went to a top like i went to university of chicago so like you're just like you're saying that it's the same thing it's like harder to hear from people who like are like don't allow second city to like make your worth and i'm like but you work there yeah you are on torco so why why would i hear this to you you know so it's harder Mm. so i'm hoping it really does come from a place of like you know or or it's always it's always i always hear from people i mean it's it's obviously gonna be one or the other but the people who give that advice are either people who are like who've made it who are like don't allow and then like from my perspective, I'm like, well, you made it, so why would I listen to mm-hmm. you? Like, you don't like you're you're saying that because like you have all the the time in the world to reflect on this. Or I'll listen to people who didn't get it and they're jaded and they're like, well, I didn't want it anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like I know, I'm never hearing from people who are like, I want to hear from like a wise turtle on top of a cliff <laughs> who's gonna turn into cherry blossoms and die immediately after he tells me where he says shit like you know the past is in the past and the future is either but the present is called the present because it's a gift like i want to hear shit like that from Panda, you know i feel like that's like a part of the journey too because there's sometimes some messages people aren't ready to hear um like if somebody would tell me like don't tie your worth into these institutions five years ago that would have went in one year not the other yeah unfortunately so it's a message so so immediately i'm like trying to find a solution to that like i'm just like do is it just part of level one level two every every there has to be at least one class where you have real talk or just has we have to be ready as performers to hear that i think it's the institution i think it's the institution selling this is success Mm. this is how you get to the success Success and people per- <laughs> perpetuate. People perpetuate it because people like pecking. Humans like pecking orders. People mm-hmm. like to know where they stand. And success is mm-hmm. a very easy marker of that. Success, like people can be funny, but people won't really respect you until you get something. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do agree that it's equal parts uh, needing to be in a place where you can receive the message. But I, I do think. And Felicia, you were starting to say that it was sort of the institute. It's on the onus is on the institution. So whatever mm-hmm. it is to turn that upside down, I don't know. Is it again tearing down all the headshots or just? It's hard because they're like first and so foremost hard. they're a business, but so they're they there. want money. Yeah, but they're also they've been there, so people will remember and people will still talk about it. It's like Thanos said. It's like he made the mistake of not eliminating everyone entirely because the people who are still sticking around will remember. So he should have just eliminated them from the front. And I'm like, Thanos, you make a good point. Just kill everyone and then start anew. That's right. Yeah. I think they're trying to stay, like, they want to stay relevant, too, because they don't want to just be like, if they don't show who was successful, successful coming out of the business, then they're like any other business. So they're like, we have to show that we're the best business Mm. when it's like. All y'all business there. is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, that w- this is this is this is such a good like important conversation. Just we've covered a lot. Community mm-hmm. and expectations and success. I mean, 
I know I'm getting a little bit nervous going back into the world and thinking about all these things because I feel mm-hmm. so different than when I went back in when I went to hiding. And it's good to carry these things with with me, all the stuff that you guys have said. So, um, yeah, good job. Mm. Thank you so much. We Thank solved you. it. We solved it. Do you? We solved you guys- it. We solved homelessness in LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Okay, guys, let's end our show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on like one last like uh, little like thing we'd like to add in this dream. Like, um, Ooh, I like that. I would like, I'd like more popcorn in these theaters. Um, you mean you mean like real popcorn, right? Real popcorn. Okay, because that's like my favorite food ever. So I'm hundred percent this. Yes. Okay. Yes. I would like less Shih Tzus. <laughs> and I've seen that and I, I understand. Um <laughs> What do I want? Um I'll, I want more like uh cross collaboration. So I want painters Ooh. and improvisers and guitarists <gasps> doing something together. And I That's want that fun. Yeah, I want that to happen because I think artists uh in different mediums just make us all bring us up a level to perform in different ways and unlock mm-hmm. things that we didn't know about ourselves. So that's what I want. Absolutely. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I should let uh, you go first. I just said popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Pop- but seriously, popcorn is my favorite because I could eat that shit every day. If I, if that was my, if I was getting executed tomorrow, it would be, uh, my last meal would be some sort of popcorn <laughs> type of situation. Same. And bacon, because I've never, I haven't eaten meat in so long. I'm just like, well, I may as well just go out big. <laughs> well, you're going to get a stomachache. That's okay. It would be, uh, if I'm in South Carolina, I'll be uh, shot by a firing squad. So. Mm. Oh. Isn't that fun? Um, hey, what's something fun comedy-wise? Something you're watching? Uh, something you're excited about? Something you're listening to that's funny that we can tell the listeners about? Um, high School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> no. Stream... <laughs> Stream Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Sour. Yes. She's my Asian American queen. I she, love her. Uh, I love her. Speaking, her. speaking of an emo. Yes. She's Paramore meets Taylor Swift meets Asian queenness. Some, someone really hurt her. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's not Joshua Bassett because I love him. Is that and who she was with? Out. Yeah. And he just came out as queer. So I'm like. I love him. <laughs> Joshua, if you're listening to this, I don't know where you live in LA, but I live in Hollywood. I will tell you where I'll send you my address. Just DM me. Ooh. I love him. But also if you're in Chicago, uh, meet him at the bean. <laughs> <He'll> be- <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Felicia, what do you got? Um, ooh, I, Sam J. Yes. She's a stand-up comedian and a writer on wow. SNL. Yes. She has a new TV show on HBO. Um, and I just watched the first episode. That was about Coons. Very funny, very interesting. She's had some like great conversations. Um, I'm looking forward to the show. I think it's really great. She is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um Am I misgen- she, does she go by they or is it she? <gasps> oh, I'm, I'm forgetting. Not, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, sorry if uh, anyone's listening to this and you know that I'm doing it wrong. Uh, but yeah, she's so funny and so like, I think I listened to an interview with her with Nicole Byer once and I was just like, I just love the way that she is like, un, like 
the, like undoing what she's been through and talking about it. It's just the coolest. Mm-hmm. So I'm ha- I'm so happy that this exists. Yes. It seems like she's really grounded in herself and I like yes. that a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of unlearning, right? Um, what have I been doing? Oh, I started the show The Upshaws, which is that Ra- Wanda Sykes show. It's a sitcom on Netflix. How is it? It's good. It's so sitcom-y. So it brings me right back to like, you know, love watching it sitcoms as like a high schooler laugh track and everything but what i love the most about it is like i feel like sitcoms for the most part can be pretty predictable and you're like oh okay this is going to be the the line this is going to be sort of the problem problem but this mm-hmm. one keeps surprising me in really funny ways and Aww. i love it and kim feels is in it and mike abs and i'm just like this i is, love kim Fields. i know it's so it's like yes um so yeah i i like it and um they're really they're like really smartly talking about really deep things like they're they just had an episode about the status of their marriage which i really liked and it was an honest conversation so um i highly recommend it and it's got an old-fashioned laugh track to it <laughs> which is very funny like wandavision cool. episodes one that's right through three <laughs> you know the episodes amazing amazing well one through three have a laugh track and i think four five has a laugh track oh, that's right i like that it lets me because four is interrupt I think four is yeah. the one that's called interrupting our regular programming. Oh, that's right. And that changes. <laughs> Ashley, did you say it takes the pressure off of you to know when to laugh or to yes. not have to look at laugh? No, both. I'm just like, okay. Oh, I laugh here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you have an entry for the shit jar, please email comedyasanachi at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Uh, what are y'all doing after we sign off? I'm getting a dinner with Shelby Quinn. Yay! Yes. Tell them I said hi. Yes, yes, I yes, will. yes. We love them. We love them. Uh, I'm going to eat some cornbread. Oh my god. We love that. <gasps> oh, there's a drag. There's a there's a queen from LA named Cornbread who I think is on season 14. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Automatic vote. Yes. Yes, I'm yes, excited. Yes, yes. I'm excited for season 14. Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go find, I've got a bag of chocolate chips in my cabinet. I think I'm going to go find that. And Delicious. And then that's it. Okay, great. Well, we're going to go be decent human beings. Bye. Bye. Be. This is an area code podcast.